Welcome everyone to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. On this edition of our show, I'll be joined by Allison Feaster. She is a former basketball player at Harvard and the current Vice President of Player Development and Organizational Growth for the Boston Celtics. And here at the NCAA convention in San Antonio, a silver anniversary honoree, which also means it's been a long time, <laughs> 25 years. Right. Um, first off, what was your reaction when you heard that you were a silver anniversary honoree for your time at Harvard? Right, just that. Um, I was reminded that I was coming up on a particular milestone of 25 years through our, um, it's our alumni you know, year. Um, just means I'm mature, experienced, but in all seriousness, um, a tremendous honor. I reflect with such, I don't know, fondness on my career at Harvard, uh, my teammates, my experience, um, and just to be included in this, this honor, this, this ceremony, um, and this day is just beyond anything I could have imagined. Well, so a couple things. We're in the 50th year of Title IX, and so you're getting honored, silver anniversary, your role with the Celtics. Right. Um, tell me what that means that all this is happening 50 years from Title IX. Um, you can't state enough the importance of uh, the women who came before us, who created opportunities um, for us so that we might have a chance today. Um, you know, I, I hear this word, I'm the first uh, a lot, a first African-American to do this, first woman to do that. And um, it would be lovely the day we can get past all that, but at the same time, we have to take pause and, and, and give thanks and, and honor those who came before us and also serve as um, examples for those who'd like to come, you know, after us and let them know that there's a space for them, you know, where we are today. How has the women's game changed since you played at Harvard? <laughs> uh, it's changed tremendously, I think. Um, still uh, probably similar talent. There are a lot more eyes on the women's game these days, as it should be. Um, some of the best athletes in the world uh, play women's basketball. Um, those, the women are well-rounded. Um, having a conversation today with some of the um, honorees just about the, all the many tools that women bring to the, to the table. Um, both on and off the court. So, um, you know, just spectacular play and spectacular human beings who are prepared for things later in life. I mean, you were highly decorated as a player at Harvard in the Ivy League. Um, what do you remember most about that time as a player? Mm. Uh, I remember probably my teammates and uh, my coach just really having to buy into the system and, um, you know, appreciating each and every player for what she brought to the, to the table. Um, learning to value my role uh, on the team uh, first as a, a first year who didn't know crap about, you know, college or, you know, living alone um, in a city that I had no idea um, what it would be for me. Um, but definitely reflect fondly, fondly on that. And, you know, the, the, the victories, the titles, uh, those things are really like way, way in the back of my mind. I just remember the experience itself. Now in the NBA. Um, you know, we're getting to a point where more and more women are getting more roles right. at various levels. Uh, we're still waiting on a head coach, yeah. uh, but you know, various levels of organizations. Right. Um, even in that, how have you seen that change and develop in the last few years? Well, there's a increased focus from a league office level. The NBA is um, being super deliberate, super um, intentional about 
first and foremost, creating roles, creating opportunities, creating you know candidate pools so that uh, women and other um, folks of, of diverse backgrounds have consideration for roles. And then on the team level, um, you know there are teams at the forefront who are not afraid to to do something a little bit different, a little bit outside the box. And that sounds crazy to think that hiring a woman for a leadership role is outside the box, but it really makes the best sense, you know, when you when you really think about it at, at face value. You want to be able to arrive at the best decisions you possibly can, and um, we all know that you have to pull from a diversity, um, a diverse, you know, information uh, pool. So, um, you know, I I don't know when uh, the first head coach will be, first female head coach will be named. We don't know when the first female head of basketball operations will be named, but you know, it's not far off, and. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I'm just thankful to be in the space I am. I'm thankful to, you know, the, the males in our organization, first Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens, who created a space for me. And um, yeah, just having fun, living well, the so dream. To that point, I also feel like, uh, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when I don't think other administrators, players would give a woman respect. Yeah as soon as she walks in the door. And I feel like that has changed this generation of players have grown up seeing high profile women's basketball players right. in the WNBA and so on. And now it also feels at the administration level yeah. that has changed dramatically. Yeah. Um, how have you seen it from your vantage point, how that, that, that aspect of respect from the players on up? Right, uh, I'm not gonna lie and say that it's always easy uh, if you don't know what it's like being the first or the only in a space, then I suggest everybody try it. Um, you really have to have thick skin. You have to have a certain level of confidence and also a certain level of humility to understand you don't know everything um, and you have to be super fearless. And so um, I'm super happy that my organization, our players have always had um, an open mind and been super inclusive with me. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a unique, unique place to be in though outside of the NBA and the Celtics. Tell me about uh, why you were interested in working globally right. uh, with the, the US um, Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, right. especially in Southeast Asia. Uh, this whole game for me has been about service. Um, you know, We have a very privileged place as athletes um, and as a professional athlete uh, and so being able to serve and give back, uh, whether it's at the grassroots level, which uh, the sports envoy program, you know, that's what it's all about. It's about, you know, a cultural exchange. Um, we share what we know from the values of being, you know, an, an American and being, a, you know, an athlete. And we take from the, the other people with whom we encounter um, their values. And so it's about service, about learning. It's about an information exchange. And that's something I've always um, held really dear to me. So for those people that really don't grasp it. Yep. Take me into that room when you walk in and you are the only female, mm -hmm. quite possibly the only person of color, yep. for the first time and you walk into that room, what's that like? <laughs> I really don't lead. Uh, I don't lead with that. I don't even acknowledge it. Um, I remember the first time my mother dropped me off in Harvard Square, uh, you know, I was alone by myself and I had to sink or swim. Um, I've done it a ton of times, you know, abroad being the only American player, the only uh, woman of color playing on a team. You know, it's it's something you don't really focus on. You don't 
you look for the similarities, you look for the common ground with people with whom you interact. And so I've, I've never, while I might've been the only, I've never um, let that be um, a blinder um, to impede me from, from doing what I have to do. So, so far you've had a great career uh, outside of playing basketball. Um, what's next? I mean, where do you want to have, see this climb? You know what, what's central for me right now is uh, focus on our team. Uh, we have today the best record in the NBA. Uh, we made it to the finals last season. Uh, I would really love for our, our two um, stars, Jason and Jalen, and the other guys on the team, the, the smarts who our longest tenure player to win a championship. Um, that's really, you know, my personal focus. Um, I have a daughter coming up uh, and she's a junior in high school and she's about to, you know, embark on her NCAA uh, career. So, um, you know, that from, the, from a personal standpoint, just supporting her and from a professional standpoint, seeing our organization achieve its goals. So to that point, what's your advice to her as she follows your path in a different era yeah, where there's more different. opportunities and I have all these things going on. What's right. your advice to her? Uh, it's probably um, seize the moment and also enjoy each day as if it were your last. Um, this, you, you know, this it's only four years that you get to devote to, to college and um, it can fly by. 25 years later, here I am sitting with you guys. Um, it's, it's almost like yesterday. Uh, so I would really say enjoy the moment and, and really seize it. Well, congratulations again on everything you've accomplished and I know more is still to come. Thank you. So as always, I want you to go to ncwa.org slash social series where all our social series are archived. We've got great conversations like this one with Allison. Thanks for watching everyone. Mm -hmm.